O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, July 16. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit, as it is written in Isaiah 55.11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Devarim, and it means words. Deuteronomy 3, 1-10 We made our way up the road toward Bashan, and King Og of Bashan with all his men took the field against us at Idrei. But Hashem said to me, Do not fear him, For I am delivering him and all his men and his country into your power, and you will do to him as you did to the Sidon, king of the Amorites who lived in Heshbon. So Hashem our God also delivered into our power King Og of Bashan with all his men, and we dealt them such a blow that no survivor was left. At that time we captured all his towns. There was not a town that we did not take from them, sixty towns, the whole district of Argob, the kingdom of Og in Bashan. All those towns were fortified with high walls, gates, and bars, apart from a great number of unwalled towns. 
We doomed them as we had done in the case of King Sihon of Heshbon. We doomed every town, men, women, and children, and retained as booty all the cattle and the spoil of the towns. Thus we seized, at that time, from the two Amorite kings, the country beyond the Jordan, from the Wadi Arnon to Mount Hermon. Sidonians called Hermon Syrion, and the Amorites call it Sinur. All the towns of the Tableland and the whole of Gilead and Bashan, as far as Salka and Edrei, the towns of Og's kingdom in Bashan. 1 Chronicles 22, 1-23, David said, Here will be the house of Hashem, and here the altar of burnt offerings for Israel. David gave orders to assemble the aliens living in the land of Israel and assigned them to be hewers, to quarry and dress stones for building the house of Hashem, much iron for nails for the doors of the gates and for clasps did David lay aside, and so much copper it could not be weighed, and cedar logs without number, for the Sidonians and the Tyrians brought many cedar logs to David. For David thought, My son Solomon was an untried youth, and the house to be built for Hashem is to be made exceedingly great, to win fame and glory throughout all the lands. Let me then lay aside material for him. So David laid aside much material before he died. Then he summoned his son Solomon and charged him with building the house for God, for Israel. David said to Solomon, My son, I wanted to build a house for the name of Hashem my God. But the word of Hashem came to me, saying, You have shed much blood and fought great battles. You shall not build a house for my name, for you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. But you will have a son who will be a man at rest for I will give him rest from all his enemies on all sides. Solomon will be his name, and I shall confer peace and quiet on Israel in his time. He will build a house for my name. He shall be a son to me, and I to him a father. And I will establish his throne of kingship over Israel forever. Now, my son, may Hashem be with you, and may you succeed in building the house of Hashem your God, as he promised you would. Only let Hashem give you sense and understanding and put you in charge of Israel and the observance of the teaching of Hashem your God. Then you shall succeed if you observantly carry out the laws and rules that Hashem charged Moses to lay upon Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed. See, by denying myself, I have laid aside for the house of Hashem 100,000 kikirim of gold and 1,000,000 kikirim of silver, and so much copper and iron it cannot be weighed. I have also laid aside wood and stone, and you shall add to them. An abundance of workmen is at your disposal, hewers, workers in stone and wood, and every kind of craftsman and every kind of material. Gold, silver, copper, and iron without limit. Go and do it, and may Hashem be with you. David charged all the officers of Israel to support his son Solomon. See, Hashem your God is with you. 
and he will give you rest on every side. For he delivered the inhabitants of the land into my hand, so that the land lies conquered before Hashem and before his people. Now set your minds and hearts on worshiping Hashem your God, and go build the sanctuary of Hashem your God, so that you may bring the ark, Brit Hashem, and the holy vessels of Hashem to the house that is built for the name of Hashem. When David reached a ripe old age, he made his son Solomon king over Israel. Then David assembled all the officers of Israel and the Kohanim and the Leviim. The Leviim from the age of thirty and upward were counted. The head count of their males was thirty-eight thousand. Of these there were twenty-four thousand in charge of the work of the house of Hashem, six thousand officers and magistrates, four thousand gatekeepers, and four thousand for praising Hashem, with instruments I devised for singing praises. David formed them into divisions, the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kehat, and Merari, the Gershonites, Laden and Shimei, the sons of Laden, Yekiel the chief, Zetham and Joel, three, the sons of Shimei, Shelometh, Haziel, and Haran. These were the chiefs of the clans of the Ladenites, and the sons of Shimei, Jehath, Zena, Jeush, and Beriah. These were the sons of Shimei, four. Jehath was the chief, and Ziza the second. But Jeush and Beriah did not have many children, so they were enrolled together as a single clan. The sons of Kehat, Amram, Izhar, Shevron, and Uziel, four. The sons of Amram, Aaron, and Moses. Aaron was set apart, he and his sons, forever, to be consecrated as most holy, to make burnt offerings to Hashem and serve him and pronounce blessings in his name forever. As for Moses, the man of Hashem, his sons were named after the tribe of Levi. The sons of Moses, Gershom and Eliezer. The sons of Gershom, Shebuel the chief. The sons of Eliezer were Rehabiah the chief. Eliezer had no other sons, but the sons of Rehabiah were very numerous. The sons of Izhar, Shelomith the chief. The sons of Shevron, Jeriah the chief, Amariah the second, Jacaziel the third, and Jechamiam the fourth. The sons of Uziel, Micah the chief, and Ishia the second. The sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi. The sons of Mali, Eleazar and Kish. Eleazar died having no sons but only daughters. The sons of Kish, their kinsmen, married them. The sons of Mushi, Mali, Eder, and Jeremoth, three. These are the sons of Levi by clans, with their clan chiefs as they were enrolled, with a list of their names by heads who did the work of the service of the house of Hashem from the age of twenty and upward. For David said, God of Israel has given rest to his people and made his dwelling in Jerusalem forever. Therefore the Leviim need not carry the Mishkan and all its various service vessels. 
Among the last acts of David was the counting of the Leviim from the age of twenty and upward, for their appointment was alongside the Aaronites for the service of the house of Hashem, to look after the courts and the chambers and the purity of all the holy things, and the performance of the service of the house of Hashem, and the rows of bread, and the fine flour for the meal offering, and the unleavened wafers, and the cakes made on the griddle, and soaked and every measure of capacity and length, and to be present every morning to praise and extol Hashem, and at evening too. And whenever offerings were made to Hashem according to the quantities prescribed for them, on Shabbatot, new moons and holidays, regularly before Hashem, and so to keep watch over the tent of meeting, over the holy things, and over the Aaronites, their kinsmen, for the service of the house of Hashem. Romans 3, 9-31 What then? Are we Jews better than they, Gentiles? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands. There is none that seeks after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre, With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law says, it says to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law or the Torah, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the Torah is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Yeshua HaMashiach unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Yeshua whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Yeshua. Where is boasting, then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds 
of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the Torah through faith? God forbid. Yes, we establish the Torah. Psalm 12, 1-8 Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases, for the faithful fail from among children of men. They speak vanity every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips, and the tongue that speaks proud things. Who have said, With our tongue will we prevail, our lips are our own? Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, Now will I arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffs at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Proverbs 19, 13 and 14 A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. House and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. Today I want to speak to you from Romans chapter 3. God is not a respecter of persons. And in this chapter, Paul lays out a case, and he argues it brilliantly. And basically, what he says is that the Jews are no better than the Gentiles. We have proved before God that both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. And he goes on to say in verse 10, there is none righteous, no, not one. Then he addresses the question of how do we become righteous if we are all sinners? How do we come out from under the law of sin and how do we become righteous? He goes on to say in verse 13 that as sinners, this is what we are like. We have a throat with an open grave or sepulcher, and with our tongues we have used our tongues for deceit and the poison of snakes is under our lips. Our mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Can you relate to that? Do you remember speaking like that and behaving like that? Or have you been around another person who is like that? There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, verse 20 is where he really lays his punch. He says in verse 20, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, or the Torah, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the Torah is the knowledge of sin. So what he does here is he explains what is the purpose of the Torah, the law, 
it reveals our sin. It makes us aware of our sin. It's like looking in the mirror. And when we look in the mirror, we see that we have dirt on our face. We are not justified or made righteous by works of the law or works of the Torah. So verse 22 makes that very clear. He says, even the righteousness of God. What is the righteousness of God? He defines it right here. The righteousness of God is faith in Yeshua HaMashiach unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. He goes on to say, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have all sinned, whether we are Jewish or Gentile, whether we are male or female, whether we are young or old, whether we are African or Asian or European or American or Canadian or Australian or any any other place on the earth. We have all sinned and we come short of the glory of God. And he goes on to say, we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Yeshua. Verse 27, where is boasting then? It is excluded. You can't boast. We all come to him in moral depravity as sinners in need of his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. He says, by what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. So, beloved, we have to be very careful. Now, whether you are in a Christian circle or a Messianic Hebrew circle or a Jewish circle, whatever your faith community is, it can happen in any of those faith communities that if you've been walking with God for a while, we can start to um, fall into trying to please God through our works. We begin in faith, trusting Yeshua for our salvation, but if we've been walking for, with him for any length of time at all, we can slowly fall down the slippery slope and try to please God and earn his favor through works. And our culture feeds that. When we're young students in school, we earn an A by getting lots of points and doing well on a quiz. When we get a job in the labor market, we get promotions and pay raises when we work hard and we do excellent. It's by working. And so our whole culture that's the way the culture goes. The river, the current of culture is work hard and you'll get a pay raise. Work hard, you'll get a promotion. Work hard, you'll earn an A. And this is completely, in, flies in the face of it, that it's by grace, by grace. We believe in Yeshua. We repent of our sins. We confess our sins. And it's by his grace. He accomplished all of the work that needed to be done on the cross. And our work is to believe on Yeshua. Now, after we come to faith in Yeshua and we are born again, then by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, we are to walk in his ways and keep his commands. 
and follow the Torah by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit in faith. And so that indwelling Holy Spirit is what enables us. And so we do it out of love for Yeshua, that we want to please him. He is our Savior, our Lord, our Comforter, our Healer, our Provider, our Betrothed, our Beloved, our All in All. He is everything. And we, if you love me, you will obey me. That is what Yeshua says. If we want to be his disciple, we will do what he did. We will walk in his ways. And what did Yeshua do? He kept the Sabbath. He kept the feasts. He loved people. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. So if we're going to be a disciple of Yeshua, we want to walk as he walked. So, beloved, may you walk in faith. And when you feel like you're in an impossible situation, like you possibly cannot get this one thing done or you can't overcome this one issue or area, if there's a circumstance in your life that is so incredibly trying and difficult and impossible, that's where faith kicks in. And you cry out and you say, Lord, I can't do this. I can't take another step forward. I can't do this. But Lord, in you, in Christ, all things are possible. And I walk in Yeshua. I'm filled with his spirit. And I trust in him. And I pray that he will accomplish this. He will overcome this. He will complete this through his power and his life that lives within me. So walk in faith, beloved. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Adonai Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Eleka Vayaseh Leka Leka The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.